No parking on Sunday. Did it work? Ladies and gentlemen, welcome to No Parking on Sundays. It's your boy Eddie Midnight here with uh, special guest Jay Moolah. What to do, folks? And the fact that this man said I'm a special guest and I'm always on this show, <laughs> I don't know if I should take that as like a compliment or an insult. But we're, we're here happy we are. to have you, sir. We're, we're happy, happy to have you. you. Sounds like it's in line with the same bullshit you said before. But here we are. <laughs> How's it been, man? I think the last two or three episodes we've had special guests, so I just wanted to say welcome back. Your two greatest hosts. How's it been, man? What you waiting up to? Um, life is good. Just been working for real. I've been trying to stay low key. You like, still think you're mysterious? I don't think I'm mysterious. I just think y'all don't know me. <laughs> I'm just saying. Oh man. Um. Yeah. I I, I could say the same for me. I think, nah, nigga. You be outside. You got a bunch of clicks. You be all over the place. Not really, honestly. I post a lot on IG, but it doesn't mean I'll be doing shit. That just honestly, I feel like if you are very active on social media, that just means you're not doing anything. So take it as you want it. I ain't doing shit. I'm cooling. I'm hiding. Well, based on what you just said, it sounds like you're doing something then. <laughs> because you're not active. Uh, speaking of people doing something, um, I, I feel like it's been a busy week. Um, Final Four was last week for the men's and women's. We have Champions UConn for the men, which was a very boring game. I didn't really like the men's game. Um, women's game, though, was way more exciting than anything I've seen women do in the past <laughs> Wow, year. Wow. You're on brand. <laughs> no, but honestly, that was a great game. Like It was a close game, LSU versus, um, I forgot what the farm girls were called. Iowa. Iowa. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Somebody called them farm girls. It wasn't me. I'm just reiterating that. But um, it was a great game, and there has been a lot of controversy due to our young friend, Angela. Um, what's her last name? Angel Reese. Reese, Reese, yeah. So um, from LSU, shout out Louisiana. That was their first championship, national championship. They went crazy. But, you know, due to the cameras just being in her face and uh, her taunt and her opponent, Caitlin Clark, uh, she was a beast, mind you. Caitlin was going off. She broke several records. Most points? Most points. I think she also had the first ever 40-point triple-double in N- in double in NCAA history. I thought that was crazy. All right, little Sue Bird. Okay. No, she was going crazy. Like, no, no. She it, was dropping buckets. She was shooting everything. <laughs> and that was the problem. It was her against an entire team of LSU women. And I feel like her team wasn't really helping her out. And at the end of the game, Angela decided to let her know, you can't see me. Doing the famous Tony Yayo sign to her. And, um, you mean John Cena? No, Tony Yayo. <laughs> we only remember John Cena doing that job. Nah, it was Tony Yayo. I feel like for white people, they remember him doing it, but nobody recalls who the fuck started it. And it was Tony Yayo because he also had Buffy the Body in that video. It's legendary. Everybody knows. When he started doing that joint, everybody remembers that shit. I developed a special maneuver in the WWE called the You Can't See Me, in which I put my hand in front of my face and say, you can't see me. And the reason I did this is because while we were making the album to which my uh, theme music is on, my younger brother, Sean, was always our litmus test. Uh, He kind of liked the same music and he would never go to the studio with us. So we'd come home with our tracks and we'd play it for him. And he was ruthless, man. He wouldn't, he would never be satisfied with any song. And he heard the time is now and just did this dance that Tony Yeo did in one of the G-Unit videos. It was like, he put his hand over his head and just kind of like bobbed his head like that. Oh yeah, I kind of remember that. And I was like, man, what are you doing? That looked like just ridiculous. He's like, no, no, man, this is Tony Yeo dancing, doing this thing. And I'm like, I'll do it on TV. And he's like, I dare you to do it on TV. But um, after the game, 
you know, they interviewed her. And of course, our president's wife decided that or what is she called? First lady. Yeah. The first lady, Jill Biden, decided to say that it was such a great game that she watched that she would like to have both teams come to the White House. And I thought that was very cheesy. I don't know. I think that shit's whack, bro. As far as I'm concerned, you don't invite the losers to the fucking game. And I feel like if it was the other way around, they wouldn't have invited the LSU woman to the White House. And I understand why they would invite Iowa. I think it was a political move, personally, because Iowa is a swing state. It's a big state that they need in the election. It makes sense to kind of win them over. That's how I saw it. Damn, reaching like that, using college basketball to win, win states? I feel like they're That's desperate. New. I feel like they're That's that new. desperate. I really do. Because why would you ever invite the losers to the fucking White House? That's so stupid. Whoever does that. I mean, they don't know any better. That's probably why she did it. I think she knew what she was doing. It was a political move. Trying to make no, everybody no, no, happy. No, no, no. My bad. That's not what I'm saying. But yes, she knew what she was doing. But but the game was fire. I do think that they need to stop putting cameras in 20-year-old faces. She's a young lady. She's going to say a lot of wrong shit. She's on TikTok dancing. Like, she's a kid. A lot of people, especially political pundits and a lot of these other white podcasters, were really coming for her, telling her she gave some of the most... They were saying some wild shit about her, like, as if what she did was wrong as far as taunting her opponent. Whereas Caitlyn has been doing it the entire the entire run of her NCAA shit, taunting people, talking shit, screaming at the refs, not getting texts. She has been... Angela's been getting texts, and it just goes to show you the bias when it comes to black women expressing themselves, especially in, in sports. So shout out to LSU women. You know, I'm always riding for Louisiana. Those are my peoples, you know. Who you know in Louisiana? Lil Wayne, nigga. (laughs) But not only that, I feel like the WNBA needs to, like, capitalize on the fact that they had more viewership. Uh, I think it was 9.9 million viewers. That was the most ever watched women's basketball, uh, college basketball game ever. They need to capitalize on the fact that storylines sell. That's really what it is. And there is no storyline in the WNBA that people follow. This storyline was really why people bought in. They wanted to see the black girl that continues to get ridiculed get beat by this white girl and she beat her and then she talked her shit at the end it lived up to the hype it was a close game it was tough the referees did call a bunch of bullshit fouls uh, on caitlin and them but it was a great game honestly that was probably and it was better than the men's game which is rare very rare yeah and i think that like just as far as the point of like you know viewership i just think that like college sports get a lot of viewership anyway especially march madness yeah it's march madness you know what i'm saying so I don't know what the WNBA needs to do, but it's very little they probably can do because they don't got no budget for real. They don't make much money there. Mm-hmm. I mean, Angela Angel basically said that she's not in a rush to go to the WNBA because she makes more money than some of the players now. Yeah, she's wild, and she didn't need to say that, though. She's young. She doesn't need to t- be disrespectful like that. I don't know if it's disrespectful. I think it's just the truth, and I think that making you those statements— You think she's making that kind of money? She ain't making shit. I mean, some, I, well, let's put it like this. There are people now that I know that probably make more money than— WNBA players. I don't think you know the salaries of WNBA players. They don't make money at all. Not a lot of them, yes, but yeah, but there's a lot of them that don't. So she might when she made that statement, she was saying she making the most. But anyway, <laughs> the point I'm saying is that like I think that she made a good point. I think her statement, whether people like it or not, I think that's the thing about statements. You don't have to like it, but if it's the truth, it's the truth, right? Mm-hmm. So from her framework, if she don't need to go and because she, she's making so much money, why would you go? I think she's going to go. I mean, she will. She said she's not in a rush. A yeah, yeah. She's going to finish her, her tenure. Yeah, I think some will. of those other girls on the other team were super seniors. They're getting their, like, masters and stuff like that. So this is their fifth, sixth year. So a lot of them is their, their this is literally their last game. Mm-hmm. So it makes sense. Like, get your degree. So Dave Point Pointier, or whatever his name is, the creator of 
Uh, what's the name of that? Barstool Sports. He basically retweeted Caitlin Clark, you know, Angela Reese making fun of Caitlin Clark, and he called her a classless piece of shit. This is like a 40-year-old white man who owns a sports, um, what is it? What would it be called? Like, sports app? Or? It's it's an um, entertainment company, so to speak. I mean, I just think that white people like that, I mean, they're everywhere, right? I mean, they, they especially white men. White men are like the scum of the earth. Wow. <laughs> they're the they're the reason the patriarchy is the way it is. They're the reason a lot of things are the way they are. And that's why politics is the way they are. So anyway, and he's old, you know. I mean, he's not that old though. He's not so far removed from fifties, at least in his forties, I think. And the fact that he said that about a twenty year old girl calling her a piece of shit, then the other dude, Dave Oldman from mm-hmm. ESPN, called her some shit too. It's like all these white men cursing this little black girl out over what a taunt. Like get over it. But Gillian Wallow, who recently uh, signed to uh, Barstool Sports with their podcast, addressed the issue and sort of called them out and said that they don't stand by it. But I, a lot of people do feel like both of those guys didn't really. Wallow did speak up a lot, but Gilly was kind of quiet in the background. I'm not sure if you saw the video. I did. If you notice, you know, obviously Wallow did 20 years. He's out, you know, but Gilly. 20 years what? In, in jail. jail. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. So I think that like Gilly does it often. Honestly, if you watch this, if you watch their podcast, there are times where he just lets Wallow kind of just run the show Mm -hmm. or just have these conversations with different people. He did it with Dirk and when he was in Chirac, he did it with um, what you call it, Quayla Ray. So anyway, I say that to say that like that wasn't uncommon for Gilly to allow Wallow to do what he wants to do. And I think Gilly's just kind of being a good big cousin, just giving Wallow the space to, you know, get his shit off and be a personality. How would you feel if you were in that situation? Would you have spoken up? I think they speak for together. Together, I mean, I think that like it's like me and you. Like we do this podcast, we have conversations. I say certain things, you say certain things, and if one person gets it off, then you know why do we both need to say something, right? But I think I think that like they're a dynamic duo, you know, and I think he speaks to both of them. Okay, yeah, I think a lot of people did feel like Gilly should have said something, but it makes sense. Like they're both in tandem with each other. They're in business with each other. It doesn't. You don't need to repeat each other's like whatever talking Mm -hmm. points. But yeah, at the end of the day, shout out to those good ladies, man. Y'all balled out. I, yeah, I know I can't and y'all from Maryland. Y'all oh, she's from Baltimore too. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Angel Reese, she's <laughs> Angel Reese and her cousin from Baltimore. So shout yeah. out to y'all, man. Baltimore go hard. They've been getting a lot of reps. Somebody um posted that the most beautiful women in the US come from the second most beautiful women come from Baltimore County. So I don't know. Hey, I always told you I had a Baltimore love thing in college. I thought they was dope. <laughs> I, think, I think we all did. <laughs> they- <laughs> They was they came to college ready. Yeah, <laughs> we gotta take that out. <laughs> uh, speaking of people that were ready, um, so let's talk a little bit more about uh, my favorite team, Miami Heat. Uh, Hold so, on, why are we talking about the Heat? That's not on here. <laughs> Mario Chalmers, <laughs> he retired oh, from man. the Heat. So Mario Chalmers did say that um, I don't know who decided to give him an interview, but they asked him questions, and he said. Um, nobody actually in the NBA fears LeBron the way that people back in the day feared Jordan. And because of that, he feels that people basically talk shit about LeBron, they, that LeBron is more vulnerable, so to speak. And um, a lot of people just felt like he's, I'm not even going to say a lot of people, I feel like he's on some hater shit. Mario Chalmers was my man on uh, 2K. He was nice. He was cool. I feel like a lot of what he's saying is that he feels that he felt left out of the Heat's dynasty as far as when they talk about the Heat's championship run. He won all the championships with them when they won the two. So he feels like he was a big part of that, but nobody really mentions his name. They talk about Ray Allen. They talk about... Is that his argument? I feel like that is his argument. Well, You know what he said? He said that when Ray Allen took that last shot, that he was open and he would have sank it too. (laughs) 
Oh, Lord. <laughs> One of the greatest shots in sports, man, hi- man. In sports history. Man, get that man a tripod <laughs> in a podcast. He got something to say. <laughs> he's, <laughs> he's pissed off. Talk. He's going to talk. But no, nah, I think I, as much as I think he was being a hater, I think that he's not incorrect in some of his statements about LeBron. And Gilbert Arenas, who LeBron and Gilbert are friends. And, you know, LeBron. Yeah. And LeBron actually asked Gilbert Arenas to train his son, Bronny. So, like, they have a real relationship. So, Gilbert even went into that. Gilbo is nice. Yeah, hibachi. But, like, he got into the conversation. He said, like, it's true. Like, no one really fears LeBron. It's not taking away from his greatness, none of that stuff. But the reality is is that, like, when certain people came on the court or you knew that night, it was like, oh, shit, it's going to be a long night. No one – in all my 20 years of watching LeBron play, right – I don't know that I've heard like, oh shit, LeBron about to. Until this is like, there's a few times in the playoffs, but you don't, mm-hmm. when you think LeBron's name, you don't think like Assassin, Kobe, you don't think Jordan, you don't think any of that yeah, stuff. Yeah. But Gilbert made a good point. He was like, but that doesn't take away from him being a great player because you don't think that for Magic. You didn't think that for Tim Duncan sometimes. Like, so I was like, I, I yeah, agree with him. But what, so you're right. But I think what happens is that, especially post your career, people then talk about you in reverence. So, I mean, he's like, reverence now. I mean, he's the greatest scorer of all time. Yeah. So that's another thing to say. Like, everyone says that, but this man kills you on a daily basis. Then, not only that, yeah, let's say players, let's, let's just say, okay, players weren't in fear of you. Who was scared of him were the GMs, the coaches that had to prepare for him. So they showed a compilation of these uh, managers and uh, GMs and coaches just talking about how LeBron would dissect them on the court, like literally call out their plays. Oh, he's a, he's a, he's he was a, just fucking them up. Doc Rivers said there was nothing we could do. And then um, what was the coach, uh, Brad Stevens for the uh, Celtics was talking about it, and he said, there were times where his team was just tired and gas, and LeBron would just look over there like, y'all ready? And it's like, damn, this nigga's still going, and he's now close to 40, and he's still top five in the league. Now, I think a lot of the fear that people didn't have for LeBron or didn't speak about is really just because he didn't have antics on the court. Like, there was times when he'd dunk, he'd have his, like, you know, mm-hmm. his celebratory thing, but, like, he LeBron didn't... was putting on niggas' heads. He yeah, has a, but a he dunk wasn't, compilation. He was, yeah, but he wasn't, like... He didn't put on antics in a game where you'd be like, oh, shit. Like, like Kobe used to do that ugly face or, you know, like, you know. Uh, game seven. Remember that game six with uh, uh, Paul Pierce and them when LeBron was, he didn't talk that whole game and drop 40. But I think, get, to, I think get what you're talking seven? about and what they're talking about are different, right? It's mm-hmm. not, no one's discrediting what he did. Like, mm-hmm. he, he was great. I'm just saying that, like, when they came out, it wasn't that energy that you got, like, oh, shit. We got LeBron tonight. You don't hear people talking about that as much. But, I mean, like I said. I don't know. I, I feel like I feel like he was going off. You keep saying that. No one said he didn't go off. <laughs> like, <laughs> no one said that. That's not the argument. That is not the argument. But whatever. You know, LeBron so, is the greatest at this point. Well, he's one of the greatest. But it's hard to argue any of that. I mean, I was at the bar the other day. And this man was talking about, like, he thinks LeBron's overrated. And the other, I said to him, I was, like, Niggas be hating. I was like, bro, I used to be like you, but how can you say that after 20 years? Have you seen anybody like LeBron? Like, at this point, certain things just shouldn't even come out your mouth anymore. At this point, you got to really just give respect where respect is due. Yeah. But the real question is, can Cameron beat <laughs> Mario Thomas 101? <laughs> no. Cameron spoke too many blunts. <laughs> like, no. Yo, Cam is funny as shit. But Chalmers got fat. 
He Who did. You and he got them T, them little bags under his eyes, them black bags that look like you've been doing stuff. I don't know. I, don't, I hate that. What does this game, bro? <laughs> I hate when niggas look like that. You look burnt out. Oh my but God. Um, he plays for a bunch of teams overseas. Chalmers is hating, but Cameron saying that he can beat him one on one, saying, Nobody's scared of you, nigga. Come play me. I think it was wild. Is that man that said, He was like, I seen people like you. You on heroin. I was like, Damn. Oh, wow. He said that man was on drugs. I said, You got it, bro. No, nah, I want to see him ball, though. I, want, I really I would love to see I, actually, that. I would would love to see Cameron suit up and try to play Mario yeah, Chavez. They gonna put that John on Trilly, <laughs> Zeus Network. Oh, yeah, bro, like that's wild. To be <laughs> man, you want to talk basketball? Let's talk about the fact that the Lakers weren't even in playoffs, and now we in here. Oh god! And if we make it, mark my words, we gonna give y'all hell. We gonna give y'all hell. Y'all not gonna make it, so don't talk to me. Miami's oh. fine. We're straight. As long as we get the seven seed, we'll play the, do the play-ins. Mm. Anybody who has to play us is definitely in for a long game. So yeah. we don't care. Yeah, that's true. You're going to tire them out for the next round. Because <laughs> y'all ain't going to make it. <laughs> uh, Miami, look, we're having a weird season. Long live the Lakers. We're having a weird season. But um, as far as the Lakers, I'm not even tripping about that. Like, God bless y'all. You're right. We're not going to see y'all. We beat y'all already in the bubble. Yeah, but who cares? The bubble was a You would have cared if y'all won. <laughs> <laughs> I would have held that over your head. <laughs> For life. <laughs> what you think about the dude? The Disney World Championship, nigga. Oh, man. <laughs> but, um, all right, fuck it. So, let's talk about some music. So, how you feel about AI? Um, It's creepy. I mean... I don't, I don't, if you know me, I don't really indulge in all this stuff because it's wild. Like, they got fake You don't people. watch Black Mirror, that's why. No, I don't because it's too much. I don't got time for that. It's like, the real life shit, dog. No, it's not real life. But uh, it's fake as hell. No, it's not. Like, no, what I mean by this Black is Mirror fake. is coming it's too. fake. But, like, you know what I'm saying? Like, they got fake people. They got Kanye singing other people's songs with his voice. It's like crazy. This AI stuff is really weird. Like, but Garcia the fact kids. that it sounds so good is crazy. And, you know, I think we saw that there was that video, that viral video of the, of that one guy who was rapping in the studio. And he said, guess who I got on my album? And he started playing a, a J. Cole verse. And it was like, how'd you get this? He's like, nah, guess who else I got? Did he play Jay-Z? Did he play Drake? And it was like, how you get Drake? So I feel like at this point, AI is gonna definitely going to voices, man. It's going to steal voices, but it's also just going to be a new avenue for like creativity, I can say. But to steal voices is a whole different thing. I mean, media is going to be so fake. You won't know what's real on TV. You won't know what's real on the radio. You won't mm-hmm. know if they actually said it or not. Everything is going to be that. like, it's like we're literally creating the metaverse in real life. So did you hear this rumor that the R. Kelly album was actually AI? The new one that just dropped. I didn't know they dropped a the new album. So He no. did just drop an album listen, um, now listen, like two months ago. So a lot of people actually say that that was AI because a lot of the topics and things he was saying, people were like, hey, you know, like, where did that come from? So there is a conspiracy theory that it was AI because the production was just too good to make sense that somebody recorded this in jail. So that's some food for thought, maybe. So listen, that could be a way for a lot of artists listen, to speak to us. Anyone y'all that still listen to R. Kelly's new music, y'all are terrible people. He was trying to say he ain't do it. It's the people that know <laughs> the fact that y'all listen to that album after all the things this man went to jail for. Y'all are terrible people. Why are you listening to that? Why do you click that? Go listen it's, to like I, twelve. I don't think the joint sold. I don't think it's sold. I don't think it matters. Why did you listen? Creepers. I, I tell Apple Music had it, so they were still trying to uh, let it be. So good music songs need to come to 
Yeah, like all the uh, those all those songs you see on those Good Fridays when we was in college, them drugs need to hit the stream platforms. Like we need it. I mean, I have it on my laptop because I had. I was, I was thinking about pirating that. back then, but like I still got them. But like we need them drinks on all I stream don't have platforms. One of those got them all. And the thing about it is because even when them drinks dropped, some of them weren't even masters. So some of the songs I even have, you could tell they weren't they're even like terrible. No, they're not Kristen, terrible. Kristen Dior flow. What else is there? That was good. Uh, they had the power the remix. Joints? They had a lot of stuff. They had to join uh, Return to Simba. They had, I remember when they dropped Devil in a Dress on a Good Friday and then he put it on his album. Devil in a New Dress. That was crazy. Yeah. yeah um, Kanye, like, we got to give props to Kanye as far as his creativity when it came to dropping music. Him dropping a new song every Friday gave you something to look forward to. Hell I think yeah. a lot of artists nowadays are trying to replicate that kind of like, that you kind think of, so? Hell yeah. The fact that some of these artists are dropping without, the way Kanye used to just drop albums. And not say anything is what people are trying to do and replicate. I don't know if Kanye did that. I think Beyonce started that. But I think Kanye started it, and then Beyonce did it to the masses that it was such a big deal that nobody remember when Kanye did it. Because Kanye literally announced, I think it was Ye Yeezus that he announced without like no publicity, no nothing. Oh, it was after Beyonce. Yeah, maybe it was. After, I don't remember yeah. if it was after or before, but I know that. A lot of his creativity now isn't being noticed, and due to, of course, you know, the media and shit like that, people don't. I don't fuck know. With Kanye. I don't know if that's really true. I think people really recognize him for a great genius, and I think, or a great musician. But I think that like it's hard for them to reconcile with the person they thought they knew and connected with back then to who he is today. Um, so I don't think it's in question of like his artisticness. I think it's just like when they see Kanye, they feel like they lost their brother. Possibly. But we got, I mean, yeah, that's true. I think a lot of people feel like they lost somebody when it comes to Kanye because we thought we knew him better than that. I mean, shit, we could just segue right into it. I mean, remember Kanye <laughs> and 50 um, faced off and then 50 was mad. Remember that? 50 was mad, but it was more so because he realized like people, he just didn't have the crowd the way Kanye did. Well, and he, he was, was used. mad. Inis- yeah, he was used, but he also yeah. was mad that Interscorp didn't like push him. And what he said when they started doing that, he said Rockefeller threw everything at him. They really knew made what sure they that were Kanye doing. was going to win. Yeah, because he said Jay-Z at the time wasn't fucking with him. So Jay-Z kind of used that as fuel to like get back at 50. But I remember that matchup on 106 and Park when they both went to 106 and Park to promote their albums. And it was like Kanye, it was a great marketing tool. It was a great marketing tool to be able to do that. And I miss having 106 and Park. I miss having TRL. Bro. I miss having those shows. Like, we don't have those after school specials like that. Niggas just get on Instagram and read lists. I think that to your point, though, like, we're going to go back to it, but like, I think to your point about 106 and Park, People don't like Breakfast Club anymore. I get it, whatever. But like the reality is, is who doesn't like Breakfast Club? A lot of people don't. A lot of people don't listen to Breakfast Club like they used to. But they're 13 years in, and I think the fact that they're going to BET and you can watch like their whole like you could watch their show on BET now. I think starting next week. That's like incredible, and I think that that's, that's like deal. the new. It's not the new 106 and Park, but I think it taps into that lane that we need like to watch that. And I think that like Angelili leaving actually makes the Breakfast Club a little. Edgier. Better, yeah. not even edgier, just better because of the fact that you can bring in different guests now. Like I've been watching since they're trying to copy our Stilo. But yeah, man, like they had a lot of people in there. When I see those like guests come on there, it'd be funny as hell. You get these different perspectives, and I honestly, it's the fact that they bring those girls. Yeah, it's just, and that's literally the that's what they're doing. Well, except for Ray J, I think they only have one. Ray J's the only guy that they've had, right? Ray yes, J's, yeah. They, they yes. that's kind of like us. We just bring girls and yeah. then have them yell yes. at us. <laughs> but yeah, but I think it's so dope. Just because I think they can, should continue to do. That. I hope they don't actually get a permanent 
third person. So I think one I think one thing about the Breakfast Club that I'm seeing what they're doing, they're gravitating towards more of a podcast style rather than radio. Have you noticed that? Even their studio is more like geared towards podcasts. It's, it looks, smart it's a smart pivot. Yeah, it's a smart pivot because radio is not the same thing as it was before. It's more like a podcast now. It's like people are people are geared towards not listening to the music. They're more buying into your personality, your lifestyle, who you are. Mm-hmm. Like their audience has really grown with them. So at this point, whoever's still yeah. listening to the show is very loyal. I don't think they missed a step with Miss, uh, with Angela leaving. No. If anything, like I said, I think it kind of got better. You know what it was? It was right after the Gucci thing. That's when it really her. I feel like that's when her presence kind of like was getting dwindled down. She wasn't really fucking with them as much anymore because it looked like Envy and Charlemagne continued their relationship very well. Like they continued to just get closer and just a lot of inside jokes. And then Angela was kind of on the outside looking in. I don't know. I think I don't know, but that's neither here nor there. I don't know. I, I, listen, to, I, I personally listen to them every day. So me too, that's and that's why I said I don't know because I don't think that really is what is happening. I think that like, and it, it doesn't matter. But I don't think that was really what the case was. I think she never really wanted to be part of that. She wanted her own show, and I, you could tell that's what it was. Mm-hmm. And you know, it is what it is. I have not listened or heard anything from her new show. I don't know if it's on yet. I think it's I called On it. with Angela Yee. It's yeah. called All the Way Up with Angela Yee. I watched it. I mean, she's still upstart now. It's like a startup all over again. Her studio doesn't look as good. But she has the chick from Jasmine Brand. That's one of her friends on there. And I think Angela Yee is a personality herself. So I think that she's going to bring a whole different like dimension of like what she wants in the radio. Because, you know, she had that sex I like podcast. Lip, yeah, too. I like the lip, lip service. Joint. Yeah. Lip, lip service. That joint was kind of cool sometimes. Yeah, she hasn't had any guests that I've actually wanted to like listen to yet uh, for sometimes she you know who she should get Chinese Kitty that's who she should get on there I don't know if you know who that is I do but you only want her for one reason but that's cool <laughs> but or yeah. Ruby Rose <laughs> Ruby Rose was already on there oh word yeah so, oh yeah I got listed that yeah she has a lot of guests on there she I mean she has men women and it's not even just all about sex either so it's kind of cool yeah she goes into deeper topics they yeah. be talking about some wild shit but um other than that, uh, as far as some of the stuff, we didn't even finish. We were no, talking about. I mean, you were here trying to pivot. Take your time. No, we got motherfucker, you pivot. <laughs> I know I didn't. You was about to say, and. Um, no, nah, nah, no, nah, bro. 50, <laughs> no, no, let's go back. No, I was. 50 versus Lil Wayne. We all know. Who you got? Who you got? You know who the fuck I got. Weezy F, motherfucking baby, nigga. You don't forget the <laughs> F. It's Wayne. 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 But 50 does have some hit records. But, but negates everything. No, it doesn't. It does. That's what butt does. <laughs> what? That's what the word butt means. Yeah. You weirdo. <laughs> creeper. But, um, um, nah, I, I got to disagree. As far as that, um, 50 does have a few joints. And I think when you were having a discussion off the pod and I was saying 50 solo is definitely not. But if 50 is able to get his like G unit records in there, his joint with game, as far as this is how we do the other Bro, joint with game. You don't got to play devil's advocate. Let's cut it out, okay? It's Little Wayne. Wayne is Little Wayne is going to destroy Fifty Cent. And I said destroy. I'm, I'm not even giving it a close. Yeah, we're gonna hear some songs from G Unit and Fifty. I'm like, ooh, I love that song. But Wayne's mixtape catalog alone, <laughs> no, <laughs> no albums, but no you, albums. Mixtape catalog know, alone. But you also know the general public isn't familiar with his mixtapes. Yes, they do. If you are age, if you are age, <laughs> every fucking podcast. This if day. you are age. Matter of fact, if you're 40 and younger, <laughs> yes, I said that 40 and younger, you know exactly what Wayne is is doing. And the reality is, is like you said, the younger generation, we're talking about 50, 50 ain't dropping out in 10 years. Mm-hmm. So what generation are we talking about? This, you're right. Same so, generation. But yeah, 50 guess we'll still have rapping. mixtapes too. Yeah, but his mixtapes was before that. Yeah. We're not talking about current. Like Wayne, nah, bro. Cut it out. So 50, when I think of 50, I'm going to think Wayne's like, still rapping. 50, yeah, Wayne is still rapping. 
But when I think of 50, I think like two records that I know he's going to get a dub for. Let me ask you a question. In the club. Okay, hold on. You So in the club comes on, you hear go DJ, where you going? Okay, bet. So wait, wait, wait. Go if you DJ. in the club, that's my DJ. What you gonna do? You gonna go in the club or go DJ? Because because I, I can line them up right now. Nah, that's the beginning beat. Dun, Which one dun, you going with? Pick one. Dun, dun, pick one. Dun, dun. Pick one. Go go. Pick one. You I, can't pick one. I think I'm gonna go to 50, see. Maybe. Okay, you wanna go fifty? All right, cool. Give it to fifty. Okay. So let's say what's the next song you gonna you gonna say? Many man. Many man. Yeah. All right. So if you go many man, I'm gonna go with Birdman Jr. Which, oh come on, that's my favorite Wayne song. So what you gonna of do? Course. Okay. Birdman Jr. My point that I'm getting at here is this is off one album. We're not even like <laughs> we're not even tapping in yet. You, you're right. I'm just I'm trying to give. I'm trying to give. No, you know what? How they say like any given day a boxer could get a chance. So I'm giving uh, oh, no, fifty a, chance. a boxer's chance. Like. You get a knockout here and there, especially also you gotta remember verses. It had to do with a lot of cadence, like it's how you perform. I know, that's why I did what I just did. <laughs> <laughs> that's why I did what I just did. It also it depends on who's performing, how you're performing, how you galvanize the crowd. You know Come all that on, shit. Fifty dressed like an old man. He got the big baggy <laughs> jeans and big old coats. We get it. They pricey, but man, come on, Wayne gonna step out and he gonna look crazy. <laughs> Like Wayne like Wayne said, like Wayne said, he birthed all these young rappers. He, he birthed them. Like he when you did. see all these rappers, you see the Uzis, you see these weird all little clones. All of them. These are all Wayne. All clones. So if who got impact is Wayne. So when Wayne yeah, come Wayne's out, gonna win. I mean, you're talking to a nigga who memorized every. That's little what I'm saying. What happened when Fireman came out? The world stopped. <laughs> <laughs> world stopped. I would never forget. I ran to this nigga's house. The guy who put me on the Wayne mixtapes, they used to burn them for me. Ran to his house Damn, like, yo. This nigga said burn CDs. That's tight. That's crazy, right? <laughs> he used to burn CDs for me. And he, he when that video dropped on 106, I ran to this nigga's house like, I think I was like in middle school. I was like, oh my God, little Wayne. Nah, nigga. <laughs> he dropped the video. He just looked at me. He's talking about like, uh, uh, like Block is Hot? No, nah, no, nah, not even Block is Hot. Literally, Fireman video had dropped. No, nigga. We was like 16, 17 when that joint came out. No, it wasn't. Fireman? That was car. Two, which was what year? See, he called himself a Wayne fan. He not even out wait, here wait, for it. I was in high school, bro. It was old. Matter of fact, it was old four. I wasn't in college. You said middle school. Yeah, nigga, that's probably what I, I thought I was. I don't remember. Listen to my, I, just listen to the fucking story, dog. <laughs> you fucked the story <laughs> up. <laughs> you fucked me up. <laughs> Fact checking me and shit. I was like, what? Anyway, that's why I actually block is hot. I was trying to help your story, <laughs> and then you fucked me up. That's really yeah, block is hot. Was definitely elementary school, elementary school. sixth grade, fifth and elementary grade. school. I remember him running. I remember the first time I saw the video. He was running. He had no shirt on. The block was literally on fire. That was crazy. I remember seeing that. And that was before I really knew who Wayne was. Speaking of uh, yeah. Wayne, DJ Drama did announce that Dedication 2 will be on streaming platforms soon. So that's, that's crazy. Year. That was college freshman year. You know what else year. needs to come out on, on platforms? freshman year. I remember that. Yeah, but you know what else needs to come out on uh, streaming platforms? Bitches on my stick with my name of Harry Potter. <laughs> <laughs> Yo, I can't feel my face. The mixtape. That's never coming out. Let's, no, I'm, I've, given up, I've given up hope. Hold on. You didn't even listen to me. I could tell. I said the mixtape. That did come out. I have the songs on my computer. Oh, oh that. Well, yeah, but mixtape. we were supposed to get like an no, official. I ain't talking about that. I ain't talking about that. I'm yeah. talking about the mixtape. Like the, the songs of the did. They asked DJ Drama about that on uh, another podcast. And he said, look, yeah. Joel's, He everyone just blames Joel's, And we always everyone thought. Everyone blames but remember so we everybody. Always, but remember we always thought it was Wayne that was bullshit. And one day Wayne finally said, nah, dog, I've been ready. It's yeah. Joel's. It's and then Joel's. Joel's opened his mouth and he had no teeth. <laughs> we was like, he was smoking crack. <laughs> but that's the thing, yo. Like, what was he on? Cause he was on that, that. He was really on some shit. Cause you remember, like, Cash Money was on them drugs that had them teeth coming out. Oh yeah, and they all had to get. Uh, yeah. They all had to get diamond teeth. Yeah. But they was on that. <laughs> that heroin. But yeah, bro. 
Don't do But Joel's was so tough about. back then, yo. Like, people don't even realize. Some of the songs... Oh, my God. His, his, his old boy verse from me was to one you. of the craziest Go listen for me to you by Joel's. That first album... He was good, man. Jewels was the young boy, and he was supposed to be the next one for them. Honestly, they was like Jim Carmelo and LeBron. Place. They was Carmelo and LeBron, man. Who? Wayne and uh, Jewels. Yeah, that can't fill my face. Man. When that's when he was on like Bird Gang shit. When, Wait, when did you realize? Okay, maybe I'm slow, but what? when did you realize that can't fill my face means their face was numb from coke? When what age were you? <laughs> I think I knew that when it came out. That was I don't point. think I did until I got a little older and I was like, oh shit, these niggas were high as fuck. It was high as shit. I ain't going down the coke part, but I knew it was about drugs. I knew it was about drugs, but then I because it was on lean. They was like, there was drug. That was a druggy time too. Wayne was a better rapper when he was on that shit. No. Yes, he was. No, he wasn't. He was. Bro. I think he was a different rapper. But I don't think he was a better rapper. I think he was a better rapper when he was on that shit. There was a few rappers like Kid Cudi when he was on that shit. He put. I out, feel you on that. I do. He feel definitely you. put out Fergie, nigga. When she was on that fucking shit, she was on a fucking tear. Even Fergie. Like, there's some artists when they were on, John Lennon and them niggas when when the Beatles was on that shit. No, I'm not. I, hey, I'm not disagreeing with you. I do think that like he made some phenomenal music like when he was on drugs, but yeah. I don't think it was his best work. But I do think some of his good. I think some of his best work came out that period. Yeah. I do agree with that. I feel like dying. Yeah, but that wasn't like, good though. Like I think. What? Come on, son. Son, that shit t- literally taught me that when you're fucked up, do not go to sleep, you'll die. Yeah, but like, is that like his best work? That's what I'm it saying. It wasn't though. his best, but it was great for it the was time. Su- you, that's that's what I'm saying. Remember for the time. No, but you you asked me, do you, I think, you said best work, and I was like, nah, I don't think so. That's what I'm saying. Nah. I think that he made some, like, he made, like when he made Prostitute Flange, he made that, um. Prostitute fl- Flange. Whatever. And then, you, um. You know who that was about, right? Who? Corin Stephens. Oh, really? Yeah. I didn't know that. Okay. What is that joint he do with Jada Kiss? It was um the Drada's over five, I think it was, when he had Scarface and stuff like that on there. That joint was tough, but he was on drugs there too. He was on drugs on almost every mixtape, honestly, till like the end of the yeah. No Ceilings. It was that lean shit. That man was he was killing it, bro. I'm sorry. Yeah, that was a good. That was a dope time. <laughs> you like, that, that I used to get scared. Pun <laughs> I used to get scared like Wayne was gonna overdose, man. I mean, maybe he was having them seizures. He was him and Ross. Ross has a few seizures too. But I think Ross was having seizures because he was big. <laughs> Not for fat. real. Like he was fat as hell, and he's smoking all them blunts. Like yeah. people don't realize. Like I don't know. What, see, y'all weed smokers? Not me though. Like y'all know when y'all smoke too many blunts, y'all life be in the balance. I don't know what that means. In the balance, like people when don't it's like, die from it though. What? People have never died from weed. We don't know anybody, but we know people that have been fucked up off the weed. Yeah, they burnt out. That's their business. But not even just not even just burnt out. I'm talking about like in the hospital. For oh. what? For weed? Yeah. Weed? This shit was probably laced then. Speaking of people on the weed. You know people <laughs> that done edibles and got fucked up before? <laughs> that was weed. <laughs> you know those people. <laughs> I don't know anybody. <laughs> Do you? I'm not familiar. So like no I face, said, no case. <laughs> I wasn't there. I'm never there. Speaking of music, though, you know what? Tell us some more wild shit. I don't know how true or false this is, but part of me feels like it's true. Did he got paid Sting five grand a day for the sample? I mean, they said they paid him. He paid him forty eight million to date so far, wow. and Sting brought it up and said it was two thousand. And Diddy upped it and said it's five. So why yeah. would he lie? Because Diddy likes to flex. They, is that imagine a flex? telling somebody I'm paying? Paying the white man 5k I mean a, a He stole the song He stole the song He probably didn't even Negotiate properly I, It was but back in the day This is I'm sure it was Some, some gorilla shit like, But you know The man is like A billionaire So five oh, grand Diddy? a day Diddy's a billy right? Yes I'm yeah, saying like Five grand a day Is probably nothing to him 
That's crazy. But I don't even know because five grand a day for. <laughs> I mean, he don't pay no charge. He don't pay no child support. So I mean, of course not. I mean, that's crazy, dog. They nigga all them kids and he they ain't I mean, even taxing him. I mean, why would they? If you, I don't. I feel like you don't really gotta pay child support. When you got money. Yeah, I guess just be hooking them baby mamas up like yeah, you want a house here. I mean, the Cannon said it too. He's like, they don't know child support. They ask for something. His he gives baby it to mama him. is fucking Mariah Carey. She pay him child support. What? Okay. Oh my god. <laughs> So <laughs> she take care of him. Let's put it like this. Here's women now that don't make a rack of bread that only have their niggas on child support. So what you think the rich people doing? Uh, yeah, there's some deadbeats out here. I mean, Diddy had both his baby mothers sitting next to him one time. You know who had their baby mamas together for Christmas? That was the craziest shit. They were hugging and, and shit. Oh, uh, Swiss Beats and Alicia Keys? Oh, hell no. I who? That was uh, Derek Rose. I was, that's who I was saying. Oh, man. Both his baby moms look exactly alike, too, which is crazy. They both. He had a type. <laughs> <laughs> there is a type light skin and kind of look uh, well one is white and one is black oh really she's white no I don't think she's white bro which one his wife she yeah. don't she look white but I don't think she's white I that's think a she, white woman no nah, I think she ambiguous if you not gonna call her white but you gonna call Kim Kardashian white we got a problem Kim Kardashian's white so Derek Rose's baby his wife is white no, nah, that, that chick is she's okay, she's racially ambiguous I really don't know what she is <laughs> no, you know how white girls called, be catfishing now you really don't know she's white then you seen that ad? Yeah, I mean, they bought it. But I mean, she, <laughs> I mean, it's a new day and age. Like that. She looked. She looked. She looked. She looked white. She looked like she looked like a white woman that's trying to be black. And just call it. What it Maybe, is. yeah. Like but I, that, I seen that white person makeup before. This is unconscious bias. I can't. I don't know. It's, no, it's conscious. We know what we're saying. I don't know. <laughs> I don't really know. <laughs> <laughs> He's ambiguous right now. <laughs> I'm trying not to go cancel. You know nowadays you can't call people listen, different shit. <laughs> listen, I mean, listen. They man. them <laughs> niggas go. Cuffy. See now you're taking it too far. <laughs> you fucking up. I'm not going down that road. All right, all right. <laughs> like wow. So finally, some new music has dropped though. What's your favorite new album right now? Ooh, right now, Devito, Timeless. Okay. Yeah, I've listened to that like five times. And DeVito, so DeVito recently, I think last year, December or so, he lost his son, his only ch- his only male son, of course. How many other male son does he have? He has other kids. He has other kids, but they're all, do- oh. they're all girls. This is his no, only boy. You said yeah. male son. Yeah, I don't know. But, um, <laughs> you know, he did lose his son, and it was such a big deal, especially in the African community, because of the way he lost his son was um, his son drowned at a party that he was actually at, and the maid or the caretaker girl just took her eyes off him, and he drowned. So it has been See, like so this is with your kids, yeah. But when you have money, a lot of those people, their maids and stuff, raise their kids. So um, this is his first time out. He's been doing interviews and stuff. Been a lot more vulnerable. The music is a lot more t- heartfelt. He still has some all piano beats and joints. Unavailable is my favorite song on there. He has a little dance to it. He has a few other joints there, standout tracks. I think that to me, Devito's still one of the biggest African artists. I understand people are still like. Running after Ashake and um, Burner Boy, Wizkid's last album was a dud. He also canceled his concerts because his album didn't sell. And I just think people just didn't gravitate towards it. But I think Devito is going to bring something new to the market as far as Afrobeats. And um, I really I like the album. It was really good. I fuck with it. Let me check it out. I ain't heard it yet. I'm telling yeah, you. it wasn't too much dancing. I ain't gonna sit here and say like you're gonna hear you're gonna hear two joints in the club. Everything else is more like you're really kicking in the crib or with some friends That's and perfect. you have music in the background. It's really good. I I'm listening to that John while I work. Tyler, the creator, uh, he re-released his Gangsta Grills with DJ Drama. 
Yes, um, thanks, yeah. Well, it's yes. not a release. Release. It's new. It it's other songs. Yeah, he, he put three or four. I think it's like four new songs on there. He has uh-huh. one with ASAP Rocky, another one with Lil Uzi Verse, I think. And he chased him with the beats. Yeah, he has a few joints that are, honestly, and he put out visuals for all the new songs, which oh, is really? dope. I yeah, know that. That's new. Um, he has one video which I thought was pretty dope. He paid homage to his African heritage, and if you know him, he hates his Nigerian side because his dad. Like bounced, <laughs> you know. I don't know what culture that nigga is from, but he ain't Yoruba. But anyway, um, Tyler, Tyler's nice, man. I can't front. I listened to that whole thing again. It felt like a whole new album. Uh, so I fuck with it. The, him and DJ Drama, they really. I think they're fishing for another Grammy. Honestly, to be honest with you, because the album is, it's beautiful. I love it. It has Listen, everything. It has singing. Has rapping. It has stories. It has everything. The, uh, the whole joint just feels sounds great to me. And speaking of DJ Drama, I got a question. What? DJ Drama or DJ Khaled? Drama. Gangsta Grills takes him above because I still say Drama because nostalgically he had some of my favorite Gangsta Grills. And that mixtape run what's your is favorite, crazy. What's your favorite Mulane mixtape? Little Wayne mixtape? Mm-hmm. Ooh. The Drought 3. Okay. Who did that jump? Uh, I don't know. Uh, uh, Rise Smooth. No, no. Was nope, that's Louisiana. DJ Drama. Uh, the Drought. I don't know. Okay. Well, what was your second favorite mixtape, by the way? <laughs> uh, dedication 3. <laughs> okay. That's, three that's, that's, drama. that's Drama. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Okay. Reason Dedi- I asked that question. Dedications are all always going to be top three. Okay. Fair three enough. Three and two. Well, okay. Fair enough. The reason I asked that question is because one of my favorite way mixtapes is the suffix. And that was DJ Khaled. DJ Khaled. He also but, did the prefix, which was very... And DJ Khaled did a lot of those, actually, back then. Yeah, but DJ Khaled was in Miami. He got lucky. That nigga was just hanging out in the studio. He was like, hey, man, hey, Wayne, let me matter. do a dog hey. with you, man. And he made it happen. And but Wayne no, was I'm like, yeah, I'm high. I don't care. Oh, Jesus. <laughs> you know what Wayne say? I live in the studio, nigga. I don't put a beat on, nigga. I don't Murder care. Murder that shit. Murder, <laughs> <laughs> Murder that shit. You niggas need a fucking song. Y'all niggas need a write. Y'all need a fucking... You need to think about shit. <laughs> he was like, nigga, put a beat on. I'm going to fucking murder that shit. That's what they doing, Kim. They acting like these singers, man. I ain't, I ain't going to the studio until I got a situation, a subject. I need a beat. I need a producer. Who, who going to be on the hook? Man, what is you doing? Going to the studio with fucking clips. Clips. But now I'm with you, though. I think drama. I take drama. And I think that, like, this album that he just dropped, I'm really like that. I like that title. I like the, the tracks t- the he put on there. Dope. And honestly, he he pushes this, like, mantra, which is quality street music. And you know what? He makes quality street, street music. music. Yeah. Like, it's like, I used to listen to his other uh, DJ drama mixed in the mix. His albums that he dropped previously with, like, Yo Gotti, Fab. Yeah. All those I like, was I like good. the joints he dropped. He, those are, like, really good, solid albums. And, like, yeah, Wayne Miller. And they may not mm-hmm. be these big ass tracks like DJ Khaled does with these big productions, but fuck them productions. Like yeah. those songs is trash. <laughs> like a lot of like, let's keep it a buck. Like the last two the, albums, yes, the last two. But okay. back, like, let's think about what he. Jay Z saves him each and every time. Okay. Yes, but let's think about early DJ Khaled when he had Ross Wayne, Miami Three, uh, Ace Hood. Like he had a good run. Oh with no, those he early did. Joints. Wayne had one of the best verses he ever had. We taking over. Uh, I am a beast. We taking me over. Yeah. Me beats. I would. Uh. I know I don't oh, disagree with you, uh, but I just think like long, like overall, like I mean, and drama is quiet too. Drama doesn't; he's not as loud as DJ Khaled. He's not in public. That's the thing. This though. is the first I think, time I, I feel like drama is like actually. You know why though? 
Why? Because Tyler brought him back. So like, if Ty- Tyler, like, if he didn't, have- oh, oh, Tyler, yeah, 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 yeah Tyler yeah, brought him yeah. back. Yeah, oh, you know sure. what I'm saying? He so said, like, he said he gave a yeah. lot of credit to Tyler. Yeah, but I don't think that like I don't think I I do think he was quiet, but I don't think he was quiet because he wasn't like doing work. He, he had a like, Fed case. He fought. Um, somebody said like I don't, DJ understand, I don't understand what that was even about. So basically, mixtapes were unregulated as far as yeah, them but- profiting off of music. That also because I think something that because they were basically using some beats from other people's albums and songs, and basically they just were the feds rated his shit. Yeah, they were basically running an underground operation without really being underground, and there was no way to really kind of like get them. It's like tax evasion kind of. <laughs> so they basically raided their shit, and they went to court, and they kind of won, and kind of had to buy their way out of it. But mixtapes died after that. There weren't mm-hmm. mixtapes right after that because people basically would realize like the feds are watching. I mean, mixtapes aren't even real anymore. Like all they call them is EPs. Yeah. Like so, speaking of EPs, Summer Walker's um, is going to yeah, be she back on. You Did know you what I would love to see? What her in a white dress? Yeah, no, I was going to say that. But go ahead. That was crazy. Yeah. No, finish. No, I was just going to say like I would love to see like <laughs> Summer Walker, Ari Lennox, and SZA into, on tour together. I think that would be like the most epic. A lot of body. You sicko. You're right though. It's <laughs> a lot of BBL energy. But, but I think that would be except for Ari. Ari bring it back to the seventies. But for the seventies. Oh wow. I mean she do get that vibe. She, she need to go back to the new apartment shit. Yeah. She take but that would be a dope ass concert. Like arena. I would I would pay for that. It's sidebar. It's not on here. SZA might have dropped one of the best R and B albums that she could ride off for like the next five years. I disagree. I haven't heard anything about that album. You're, Only, you're living under a rock with that statement. I'm just going to be very direct. Who, I haven't Everyone heard a radio it's, single. It's, I haven't it's, heard. Let's put it like this. That album is played all the time. Where? Everywhere. Where? Well, you know what? This is the thing. On No Parking on Sundays, we're going to probably create a post about like, what's your favorite song? This is, I'm like, I can bet you. You're making a post? I'll make it. I'll make it. I'll hire somebody because <laughs> I'm not doing it. But the point I'm making is that, no, like, this is one of those things where it's not even subjective. Like, I really, this, I really don't album is hear too much about her album. I heard about her Kill concert. Bill, Snooze, what you call it, Smoking on My X-Pack, like, the John with Travis uh, Scott. Like, there's like... There's so many songs on there that are just so good. It's just like, yo, like what the like what was you doing? Like so you sat here and just made a perfect album. Every time every time I hear about her album or about SZA, it's more so about her antics and things that she's doing rather than the music. Even when her video for Kill Bill came out, it was more so about the visuals than the actual song. Um, so I personally haven't heard too much about it. Even when I'm listening, even on the playlist, R and B playlist on like Apple, which is what I use, y'all know you use title, her shit isn't on there. You know who's back out that I want to hear is Victoria Monette. Like, I love her shit, and I'm ready to hear her shit again. But honestly, I don't hear too much about SZA. Damn, that face was fucked up. But yeah, I mean, I've seen the body, so yay. Nah, bro, I don't know what to tell you. But anyway, yeah, that'd be dope. (laughs) But other than that... But speaking of music, I mean, are we done with music? No, not really, actually. um, Because the soundtrack was amazing. Oh, you want to talk about Drake? (sighs) Creed I mean, soundtrack was great. We can move on. No, the Creed soundtrack was fire. I thought we talked about it in the last pod. We didn't. Mm-mm. Maybe we did. I'm gonna say it again. It's good. It was good. It was, and, it I saw, was. and I saw the Creed movie. You dickhead! I definitely did, and I told you to listen to it. And because I did because there was a bunch of Afrobeat songs on it that I said were really good. Well, guess what? I'm saying it again. Yeah. Y'all like it yet? <laughs> <laughs> just listen to it a, a month late. No, I listened to it like when it came out, but it's just that good. And I think I also just I watched Creed after the pod. Okay. So when they like all came together, and I and think you Creed gave it was a that good. Five out of five, right? 
with the movie. Mm-hmm. The movie's a four out of five. It's not a five four. out of five. That's, it's, making it sound like no, it's, it's really good. Ever. No, it is. It's the best Creed movie. I'm not a fan of Michael B. Jordan's acting. I think this is one of his best works, period. As a director, too. Yeah. As a director and an actor. I think, I think it's the first, first, I think yeah, it's the first, first director, time. Yeah. yeah, and I think the storyline was really good. I think Jonathan Majors, people think that he only acts one way, and that's fine. I mean, Who said that? That nigga is, definitely has a listen, spectrum. I mean, listen, I'm just telling you that like the faces. Who these he, people do you talk about? The same people you listen to that don't listen to Snooze. <laughs> the point I'm saying is that like if you look at like if you watch the Ant Man movie which is trash King <laughs> like he his his facial expressions it's like kind of like um what's her name uh it doesn't matter he was in that Spike Lee movie on Netflix he was he did a great job he was even playing a younger version of himself mm-hmm. he's a he good also actor. did Division uh, where he was a plane pilot like he's he's, he's a good actor he has a and what, range. Was that, what was that show on HBO Max that they canceled that because it was too good amazing yeah I fuck with they that played show. with that man Lovecraft Country Love yeah Crash Country. was tight yeah so good he's a great actor um. Yep. I don't know what people are smoking if they think he's he, he doesn't have range. Dude has range. I was talking about Drake's new song though, Search and Rescue. He samples Kim Kardashian from one of her when she talked about Kanye. When she talked she about how she wanted to divorce Kanye West, and I I just was basically you said the song was trash. I think it was a good song. I think that what it did was him releasing the sample first to let people know he's going to have Kim on a song or he wants the Kim to basically give him permission to let him out, let it, uh, let it out. I think it gave people a false sense of like this joint about to be crazy. And they heard the song and they were probably underwhelmed. I personally think the song just sounds like a throwaway track from uh, her loss and it sounds good. It fits right with her loss. Um, it's okay. a good song. But the Kim the Kim sample just kind of made made it like. What Are for? we still falling for like ooh this the salaciousness of like stupid shit like that? Like it was really dumb. Like when I first saw that he did the Kim thing, I was like, oh, this is gonna be stupid. Yeah, I don't. Like I think people like, just like controversy, and I don't know why. You people think he's keep too big for that? I don't know why people keep fucking with Kanye. I yeah, don't know but what don't you th- to... do you think Drake is not too big to be doing shit like that? No, he's petty. He's been petty. He's gonna continue to poke at you. I mean, the nigga's not even outside anymore. We don't even see Kanye. Like, we don't. But they think there's a clone of Kanye outside right now. Like the man could be in the hospital for <laughs> we know. Like we don't even know what they Kanye is. They might already at. got him in that rehab facility that that white man said he was gonna put him back in. And no one's, just, they literally said no one's gonna hear from you ever again. If I and we haven't. So. Have you heard the conspiracy theory about that man? The white man that no, said that. What they say? He's like an ex-military guy, and he's like the physical trainer for like all the greatest, all the great celebrities. Like he built Jay Z, Beyonce's gym, J Lo, Will Smith, and like it's like a cult thing. Oh lord! Google it. Nah, I've already done enough deep dives. But yeah, um, anyway, yeah. So I was gonna say this about Ray Shummert, who also put out a surprise oh. album. Nobody oh. cares. They need to stop doing that. Ray but the thing about Ray Shummert is that together they're they're great together. Solo, terrible. And they I they went th- solo. Yeah, they both cut. Out, they put out solo albums and it oh. was terrible because people kept telling Sway Lee like go solo, go solo. He did and it wasn't that good. I think he needs that little dude to do whatever the hit he does to make it whatever. So I haven't listened to the new album, but putting out a surprise album when you guys haven't been out in like six, five years, I would say it's like not a good idea for people like that. Um, just like the Amigos when they went solo. I feel like they're better together. The Migos just need to just realize, like, you guys can never, well, at this point, they can't do solo careers or whatever. I think they're better as an entity than they're not. And speaking of other albums that flopped, Chloe uh, Bailey put out Mm -hmm. an album called In Pieces. And my thing about that album, I just, I listened to it. I thought you were going to listen to it since you put it on the list. And I enjoyed it, but I I don't know if I enjoyed it. I thought it was just okay. It just sounded like every song was a different genre. So it didn't feel like she knew exactly what she wanted to do. 
it was up-tempo, if it was going to be more melodic, or if it was going to be a ballad, or if it was going to be more of a dance record. It was like everything all at once. Mm-hmm. So, Are you surprised by that or no? I was, because I don't know her oh, music. That's so funny. everything about her, I think this is, her album basically sold 10K in copies. And I think the thing about her is that her fan base grew up with her and her sister as like these wholesome girls who had sense, right? So when it came to that, I feel like now that they've now separated each other, people have seen her as one phase of her life. And now that she's now been making toxic music, taking pictures, scandally or whatever, just painting this picture as like, I'm a bad girl now. It's like people that she's trying to, that, that fan base she's trying to win over have already seen her as that good girl and they just can't unsee it. So no one's buying that image from her. So I don't feel like her the fan base that she really wants making this music, she has future on the album. The song is about, it sucks. I'm gonna cheat on you. It's like, come on girl, stop it. It's like she's trying to force her toxicity and it's like, no one's buying it. Like you were the nice, cool girl from down the street all this time. And now all of a sudden you're taking back shots on Swarm. Like, it's not, no one's buying this bad girl act. And I think that's where she's trying to win a new fan base and they're just not buying it. It just doesn't feel authentic to who she is. And I think that's where she's losing the fan base that she already had before. And I think that's why her music doesn't really resonate with anybody because one, no one believes her. Two, it's not that good yet. So she hasn't perfected her craft. The one with Chris Brown was a great song, but other than that, I wasn't really buying it. I've never really bought it. I always thought she was a little corny for her. Like, taking all those pictures is like, I'm not, come on, shorty, stop. All you women that are supporting Chloe and all her photos and stuff and her antics, you know, <laughs> hope, you, hope you like her album. They're not buying it. No one does. I think they made music I, I know what from I the said. perspective of young women, and now she's trying to, like, I mean, I do th- this I, shit like she's on the Zeus network and nobody buying that shit. I mean, I don't completely disagree with you, but I also, I think that, I think that I'm not surprised at her album isn't that good. It's because you can kind of tell that she had no creative direction. You could tell that she just wanted to make music. You can tell that, like, she dropped Have Mercy. She dropped that joint, the prayer joint, or Amen, I think it's called, or something like that. The Amen song was pretty good. Mm-hmm. Then she dropped the song with Chris Brown, and then she dropped the song with Lotto. The point I'm getting at is, like, she dropped, like, five singles or six and singles. none of them are stuck. Well, not even that, like... I think because I, th- I think the song with Lotto is good, and I think the song Have Mercy kind of grows on you, and I think the song with um, the Prayer Joint was good, and the Chris Brown song it's Chris Brown, and the Future but, one was like, well, the Future did come a song is not a single, so I'm talking okay. about the singles, right? So I think that like if you hear all those songs, none of them songs are like they're not cohesive. So I'm not, when I heard the album or started hearing some of the album, I, I wasn't surprised by the lack of cohesion. And I don't think that she really knows what her sound is going to be or what she wants Mm -hmm. to talk about or who she is as a person. I think she's, unfortunately, she's a young girl that's growing up in the limelight. And I know women hate when men judge women or have these comments about women. But like, I think think y'all got to kind of like hear us out too sometimes the way y'all want us to hear y'all out. Like, Chloe, like, y'all know, like, she's doing a lot. She got to kind of, like, take a second back. Ben said that shit. I've been saying that, but, you know, like, folks don't like to hear that. But, like, you can see that the girl is, like, you know, she's probably a cool chick. Nothing against who she is as a person. But you can clearly tell that she doesn't She fake dated Gunner, bro. What? Well, I don't know about that. I don't know about that. But the point is, I just think she's doing a lot. And somebody needs to just be like, yo, like, 
be cool. And I see all the women trying to support her because she's growing and stuff like that, but like, whatever. I don't know what they're supporting. She takes half scandalous pictures and tries to go viral every day for that shit, and it's whack. Like, if Summer Walker or Sweetie made a song called Cheat Back, people will buy it. They like that because that's who, you know, they make that kind of music. But for her to put that in, like, a song starts with, like, have you ever wondered who else your man is fucking? I was like, girl, get the fuck out of here. I'm not about to hear this from you. <laughs> You're not that. <laughs> You're not her. <laughs> So anyway, I can see why she didn't uh, sell as much for this album. So um, that's it for music as far as anything that I listened to that I really fucked with. But other than that, what do you got? Music slow this year. Real music slow. slow. Dang, you sound sad as shit. Music is slow this year. No, it's slow. <laughs> we talking about music. It's slow. But uh, you know what, though? What I am happy about, like on a positive side, since we Chloe, what you call it? I need to finish that John that crackhead shit. But um, that John, wow, the actress Dominique, whatever her name is, phenomenal. Fishback, yeah, her. She's but um, dumb. yeah, but I don't, I don't know if I can finish that John. But shout out to Black China. I feel like no one's oh, gonna give her her credit. No one's gonna give her her credit, and I think that like we are a society that likes to like shit on people for based on like what they used to do. And no, don't get me wrong, Black China's done a lot of things, but like, but like, but like. <laughs> If y'all want to support something, Shorty's like trying to change around who she is and do all kinds of stuff. <laughs> okay. Okay, so let me go down the list. Black China has since got her fillers removed, her implants removed, mm-hmm. been baptized, received her doctorate of uh, liberal arts from Sacramento Theological Seminar and Bible College. And she's now um, an entertainment correspondent for uh, Fox News. So she's an entertainment correspondent. She was on there for an episode. Uh, it seems like they they brought her a few times now. They brought her like twice. And so I feel like they're trying to try her out and see what their audience thinks. And I think they're trying to replace Candace Owens, to be honest. It's anyway, yeah. I, 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 she's, she's making the next play, basically. I see what she's she's trying to reinvent herself. Is that like? I mean, you were laughing. Like, is that a problem? Um, I mean, people should should you not give people the grace to change? Everybody can change, but but you you show me who you are the first time. I will always remember it. And I think Black China to me is just another one of these artists that just reinvents themselves but continues to do the same shit over and over. So eventually, I feel like she. I've never never seen her reinvent herself before. No, every every artist, every person does. Mm -hmm. Kim Kardashian and them all just did. She's Mm -hmm. literally doing exactly what the Kardashians just did. So exactly the same thing all of them just did. But what I'm saying. So let me ask you a question. So for the the, you know for the sake of debate and conversation, right? Uh So I think the problem is that we're probably judging what her her uh, intentions are, but I don't think that's none of our business, right? But like from what you Mm -hmm. see, like do you like what's the problem with her trying to rebrand and reposition who she once was i don't buy it i feel like it's a gimmick to okay. now basically sell something at some point and to get herself back in the public eye um, is that a bad thing i don't know that depends on who she who she sells to but not if i had a kid who then looks up to black china i would be petrified so i can imagine what she's selling or who she's selling to I just don't buy when these celebrities reinvent themselves every two or three months and become a whole different person. So we'll see what happens. And I've seen this before. That's pretty much what I'm saying. I've seen it all before. Kim and them did it. Kanye does it. I mean, I think everyone all does these it, artists. Right? They, I mean, we, we do it. Madonna right? you does do it. it. We I, do. I don't. Re, I don't think I reinvent myself. I mean, we do, right? I think the thing about it is, is like, like whatever. Some looks more drastic than others, but like the reality is, is that like people do it all the time, right? People move from one city to another for a reason. To reinvent themselves, Possibly, to start fresh. Yeah. No, that's usually the storyline, right? You switch jobs for what reason? To start over. Money. To, yeah, or to start over, right? Like, there's a bunch of reasons. What I'm getting at is that, like, 
the storyline of changing who you once were or changing the narrative around who you are is a storyline that everyone can relate to now what it looks like the, possibly the details. yeah but like i said I have nothing against people trying to change themselves for the better. Like, go ahead and do you, boo. That's like, all I'm saying about Black China. Do, do your Shut thing. Up. But at the end of the day, I'm not buying it. I personally am not. I'm not going to be fooled by some of this gimmicky stuff. Like, a lot of these artists and celebrities continue to reinvent themselves. They get baptized. They start giving to the needy. And then one day you just see that they're still doing the same bullshit that they were on. So we'll see what happens. I yeah, mean, that's so. all I'm saying. You got to give people the space to, you know. Hey, I'm I'm gonna watch it. I'm gonna watch the bullshit burn. I don't really care. But you know, I'm happy for her. But it's like it's Black China, bro. I mean, she's a DC legend though. So shout out to her. Wowzers. <laughs> what was the name of that club? <laughs> so shout out to uh, to another Black woman, uh, Issa Rae. She's gonna be a Barbie. I think I don't know how I feel about the movie because I don't know if I care about the movie. But I just think that like anytime I see Issa Rae in stuff like that, or just in, anytime I see Lena Lena Waithe, Issa Rae, I'm like, all right. We're probably going to get some good content because they're conscious black women that are pretty intentional. Lena yeah, Waithe. It's not her movie, though. She's like a side character. So. It doesn't matter. You think? Do you think Issa Rae could be bought? Yeah. Okay. Anybody. I, I, I mean, I don't, could be bought. I don't know what you mean by bought, but what I mean, I is, she's what I'm saying in the is, movie as a side character. Like, she's not really. What, what I'm saying is I don't think that, like, she would allow herself. I mean, I could be wrong, right? I don't think she would allow herself to be in a film that's going to depict something that she doesn't really like. She's the president, so I'm, it's a good thing. So yeah. she's a black president, so yeah. That's what I'm saying. But um, I mean, it's a Barbie just, movie. It's only so much she can. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm just so happy to see it. our people and some shit, especially Barbie. You think blue eyed blonde haired white woman, which is probably still the case. But mm-hmm. the fact that she's in it and there's black people in it, there's an Asian person in it. Yeah, so that that's you the know? thing because you know there was big controversy back in the day about Barbie, and then they mm-hmm. put out the black Barbies and stuff. So the show or the movie supposedly, I think the premise is that. All the Barbies of the world live together and all the Kens in the world live together and they have an Asian Ken. What's well, a Barbie world? Yeah, it's a Barbie world. <laughs> <laughs> it's a Barbie world. I, clearly you see how I am. I, I'm just rooting for everybody black. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I, I just mean, thought I, you I, I was like going I, for it. Like, you know, I, I'm, I'm a fan of Barbie and I'm, well, not a Barbie. See, you just be talking. What, you find a Barbie? You play with Barbie dolls up. Tell no, us um, I'm a Barbie girl. I used to, I, I love uh, that song. That was, that's what you used to That was a fire song. Yeah, yeah that's what I, I was like that song though. I fuck with it. Uh, Come on, Barbie. Let's go party. Uh, 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 yeah. That joke was rocking. Uh, I remember where I, um, I remember exactly where I was when I first heard that song. Tell us. Nigeria. <laughs> 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 and there it is. Uh, but yeah, uh, Issa Rae, shout out to her. Um, but you said you haven't watched Swarm. You jumped to entertainment, but I'm going to finish my review of Swarm. I think that is phenomenal. I think the movie, the show is going to definitely get some awards for for Dominique Fishback. Yeah. She her acting is phenomenal, for fucking phenomenal. And I've always been a fan of her work. She did some shit for the uh Deuce. Um I don't know if you guys ever watched that on uh HBO. It got canceled after two seasons. Great show. She's also going to be the star in the new Transformers movie. Like she has some big other roles in other shows, but she's she's going places. The show depicted so much Easter eggs, so many Easter eggs, so many gems from like the person who bit Beyonce to the rumors to everything. Wasn't that Tiffany? Tiffany Tiffany did do an interview and she said she might know. It's like those are the things that were there. It was supposedly Sanaa and Lathan that bit her. So it was like when she ran away, I'm sure you're at this part already, where she ran away and the guys were outside smoking. It was like, yo, that's a girl from Love and Basketball. They were talking about Sanaa and Lathan. Like it's so much that like so many gems like... The episode, where are you at? It doesn't fucking matter. It doesn't matter to me. Yeah. The dude that, that from the, I think it was Fighting Temptations. Is it Temptations? Otis? 
What was that? Nobody care about you, Otis. Mm. What was that? Was that Five Heartbeats? I think it was I Five know. Heartbeats. Whatever that movie was, the he was the father in the show. And then the name of his dog was Otis. Like, it's so many Easter eggs. Yeah. So I mean, many little who things. Did Donald Glover. Donald Glover, yeah. The fact that, you know, uh, uh, on the run tour, like, it's so many. I mean, it's about Beyonce. It's, it, it's, it's clearly about Beyonce. But the fact that it's also talking about mental health in a certain way that isn't really spoken about in this aspect as far as fandom. Like, the way fans go crazy for certain artists and what they'll go, do or how they manifest themselves into that person and become that and become the whole character and decide this is who I'm going to die o- over. Yeah. It's like ridiculous. Yeah. But the show's great. The show's yeah. great. People are weird and people will die for an artist that they've never met in their life. And that just shows you a lot of what people go through. But um, I, I can't wait to watch it. Uh, if they come out with another season or whatever, Donald oh, Glover does again. No more seasons. Yeah, they'll probably stop. But I feel like now that Atlanta is gone, we need a space for these kind of black stories to still be told. Like is that a black supernatural. Story? Yes, it's very supernatural, super real, unrealistic. Like he had Paris, um, Paris Jackson, Michael Jackson's daughter in it. She played a great role. Then he had uh, Billie Eilish. I've never seen her act, but she played her role fucking spectacular. Yeah, like I don't, I don't know. I call it Culkin's brother was in it. Like he just there's so many like things in that fucking joint. Like I fuck with it. Yeah, I could pass. I feel you though. Um, whatever. The show's <laughs> the show's one of the best shows I've watched this year. So definitely check out Swarm on Amazon Prime. It's not an ad, but pay me. Wow. So uh, Complex Magazine also put out a list of the top hip hop voices. Um, I think it's not for the year or it's like a media power. So they're basically saying who are like the the go to people when it comes to the voices here in hip hop. And um, a few of the notable people like Shway, they put that man at 23 and I laughed because Shway's been here since TRL. So I don't know why they playing him, but they had other individuals here. But the number one person that they had, or I should say the top three was academic was, was Joe, Joe Biden Biden was number one. Then they had DJ academics at number two and Charlemagne the God in number three. I thought that was pretty dope list. And I think it's as accurate as possible. I think the only, th- there's a few people I think that should have been on the list, but I think what's really weird is they put, and I get why they did it, but I don't think it's fair to DJ Envy, but like to put Charlemagne on there without DJ Envy, it's kind of weird. DJ Envy isn't as big as Charlemagne. Charlemagne's done well, too much without him. Well, it's it's about the personalities, right? They have a show together. Yeah, but DJ Envy doesn't have, so I'm just saying exists outside of DJ Envy. DJ Envy doesn't exist as much outside of Charlemagne. So that's Fair why. Enough. But um, still, I feel you. But, but Charlemagne definitely should be top three. I feel like Breakfast Club, to me, has fallen off a little bit. And that's why there's been space for academics to grow a little bigger. His Instagram is huge as far as breaking news and things of that nature. And then, of course, he speaks for a younger generation. As much as we want to hate on him, there's a, he has a legion of fans that fucking love him. I don't I'm know just, why they fuck with him. Joe I Biden. I didn't even know academics was still doing stuff. Like, it's weird. Ack is big. Ack is big. I know he he's has, big, he was one of the first weird. people on Twitch, too, on the, on that recording oh, yeah. shit. So he was he's he's on there. He's getting money. And, and his YouTube is huge. Yeah. I feel like off that top 10 list, right? I'm looking at it. Shout out to Matt Hoffa. That joint is tough. I, I hate the fact that. They broke up, though. So he's not going to be on there anymore. For real? Hoffa, when that yeah, happened? Some of them broke up. Not everybody that was in that barbershop with him is there anymore. Oh, it doesn't matter. It's his show. Okay. <laughs> and then, like, DJ Vlad, I hate the fact that we even respect this man. He's cra- He's trash. Yeah, but he has um, classic interviews. Yeah, he's still trash. He's one of the first person I know that interviewed porn stars. Yeah, he's still trash. Um, <laughs> shout out to Carisha, please. 
Mm. Carisha at number Shout seven out to is a Nat, disgrace. That young ass man out here getting it on Twitch. Who? Kaisen at. Is that how you say his name? Yes. Oh. And then I don't watch drink. I don't like anymore. him. Drink Champs has been trash to me. I'm sorry. I, I I don't know why people like watching that show. It's fine. It is disorganized and it is chaos. But he, I think that's the point. Those drink champs, you get drunk. It's fun. It's just terrible. He's just yelling over people, and he's always like, "Clap it up, clap it up, clap it up." It's every two seconds. I mean, it makes sense why you like Joe Budden's podcast because that Jones job boring to me. If you, yeah, but if you, you know, so. it makes sense now. You know, it, it's a it's a line because Joe Budden's podcast is a lot more tamed. It's it's very much so methodical. Nah, it, yeah, it's yeah, like yeah, it it's looks like, like a production. It's like um, it looks like a production. It, it's it's organized chaos. I would say with Joe Budden's podcast, which is what I. I would say that's the only one I actually listen to. Right. Carisha Please at number seven as far as hip-hop voices. She's only had like five episodes. She does not deserve to be top ten hip-hop voices. She's more than five, but I feel you. And it's funny. Come on, bro. You it's, don't watch it. You told me you only watch clips. It's funny. Yeah, she's not doing anything. She's you, a, Just because you're pretty doesn't mean you can always have the mic in front of you. That's crazy. She's funny. <sighs> like, I think we can say this point this, right? And I think this is the thing that, like, you even told me, like, sometimes I talk about things I don't talk about, right? I feel like, Carisha, please, you don't have to like her, but she's funny. That's why, like, even her and Saucy, like, people literally turn some of their Instagram lives into, like, a YouTube page because they're funny. You don't have to like it, but she is outside of I, she, I've she's seen, funny. She has moments, yes. I'm, I agree. Yeah, she but has those moments, moments but into, I don't see her as a personality asking questions about G. Hervo and who is baby mom and all those little, like, those... It, to me, nothing about that is interesting. I don't feel like her as a personality is something I buy into. Well, um, guess what? And she's and the funny thing about her is like mm-hmm. all throughout her City Girls one, she's the shy one. Now all of a sudden, you're the one in front of the camera, and JT doesn't talk. Well, I don't think she was ever the shy one. She JT, always she always says she was the shy one. Yeah, she's yeah she was. But remember, JT was in jail, so she had to carry them. Remember, she yeah, was, but she still when JT came out, she said that she was still like not like people still were always mm-hmm. like she was always acting like she didn't want to talk on interviews, all this stuff. And then now all of a sudden, you're a media mogul because you're fucking. Diddy. Well, I don't think she's a media mogul Come either, on, bro. She's number seven out of all these people that are put in. But years. we talked about this, right? I think this is about Jason like, Lee. Who's but we been, talked about this though, bro. This is about what's hot, right? We talked about it subjected to its hot or you're because you're talking about how i was talking about it which is like longevity right these are just who's hot clearly because you can't put her against angie martinez you can't put her against fucking flex i agree with peter you. rosenberg no. like some of these people that yeah. are on here are like legends right which is why this adam is 22 hot. does porn now that's weird he's I, always been doing porn though yes yeah i think that's where he came from Wow, that shit's weird. But I don't watch him either. He's a white man in hip hop. Like, go away. Yeah, he's been making money off of it. If anybody on his list is tight, shout out to Jason Lee. I don't watch none of his shit. But he was good on the Breakfast Club. I liked him on the Breakfast Club. Because he's media, right? And I think yeah, what's dope funny. about him is that he no, was that's on, the other guy. He was on pivot. That's the other guy. He was on the pivot, matter of fact. Um, you know, I don't know if you watch the pivot podcast. Um, Sometimes. That joint was tough. I like the pivot podcast, but like most he was of on these the recent podcasts keep breaking up too. Well, yeah, well, anyway, I am yeah. athlete. All the niggas just say, "Where yeah. the money?" But um, <laughs> where my he money, was on nigga? there talking about his life and like how he wanted like black entertainment in these spaces, and I was just like, "All right, you're messy as shit, but you clearly know what you're doing." And I think he's like, ain't like kind of like fuck with some of the shit he was saying. I don't watch his podcast because I don't care about none of she's talking about. But I think he as long as he's been around, on there, I think yeah. But I think as long as he's been around, um. It says a lot. It's kind of dope to watch like the progression of people's careers. Yeah, I fuck with it. Um, so let's get to the last topic. Um, Jonathan Majors strangled his uh, white wife, white girl, baby mama. How you feel about that? I don't think he did it. 
his lawyer released um, the text messages from the night. And I think that only solidified that fact that he did it to me. Disney's a conglomerate. Disney don't play no games. Disney was sure to make sure like he's their next big like superstar that they use and that they're going to be using for their uh, movies as far as the big next big bad for their Avenger movies. And I feel like they did the ultimate cleanup job. But honestly, it just made him look more guilty to me. The text messages read, hey, you hurt me and the cops saw that you hurt me. But I told them, don't worry about it. And you had to get arrested, though, because they saw the injuries. So it looked bad. I think the, t- the text messages made it still look bad. And it just it just all bad all around. Um, he uh, the person he is. He doesn't seem to be, but then now um, a lot of people on Twitter actually were posting. They show receipts that uh, supposedly he's always been a little bit violent. So it's a little interesting that that's now coming out about his uh, background. But regardless, I think that a lot of people jumped to conclusions very quickly before they even found out the facts. They were ready to like counsel him and they start finding these text messages. And uh, I said text messages, uh, Twitter messages about him saying that he's always been a violent person. So. Um, Jonathan Majors to me, he's still that guy when it comes to acting. I don't so. know. I just read these messages and I don't get the same response that you got, but you know. The text read bad, bro. I mean, when I read it, I didn't get like your inference that you got from the text message is not the inference I got. What did you get? I got that they did get into an argument, but they seems like from when I read this is that he didn't, she didn't say he put her hands on her. They said we got into an argument because she had injuries that she had to get arrested. But that doesn't mean that, but I, I think the point I'm getting at here is it doesn't mean that they actually got into a fight, right? Let's say somebody jumps on you, right? And you're like, you push them off you or something like that and you get hurt. That doesn't mean you actually beat up your wife. I okay. think that's that's my point. I'm not saying they're that, like, supposedly. I'm not saying nothing didn't happen. I'm just saying that that doesn't mean that he domestically beat up his wife. Yeah, but I girlfriend. think those messages don't need to come out then because that text message to me read, "I'm in, I got injured enough for the police to arrest you." But you know when you into domestic disputes, and this is a lot of people got to be careful. They don't always arrest you. They would nine times out of ten you do get arrested. Sometimes, but let's be honest. Sometimes if you don't have any injuries and they see a, a couple yelling and screaming at each other, they will say, "Hey, do you have somewhere to go for the night?" The man will say, "I'll get a hotel. I'll go to my sister's house. Go to my mother's house." I think that's TV. I don't know if that really happens in real life. <laughs> you pulled off some TV shit just now. Come nah, about. I think that happens. <laughs> get out of here, bro. Get out of here. <laughs> we, we not behind that. I've been attacked. Get away. I know me. what it's like. <laughs> Oh my god! You see how niggas do? They just be saying some shit. Nah, nah, nah. That that does happen. Oh my god! But I do think that um, people jump to conclusions very quickly, and his lawyer did a terrible job, and she needs to be fired. So yeah, there's that. Okay. Anything else? No. Um. Let's move on to parking tickets. Oh, shout out to uh, the fact that LeBron and Katie are going to play each other for the first time in a thousand games. I know that's so weird that they never it played thousand each games? other. It might have been it's crazy. not a thousand, but I might have came with some stupid number. They but. haven't <laughs> yeah. played each other in months, so I think it's funny. Uh, you have a parking ticket, or should I go first as usual? Go first. Alrighty, I can't remember what my parking ticket was. I think I forgot. <laughs> Uh, okay, yeah, my parking ticket is going to all you losers that are 40 years old and above going to spring break in Miami. You guys are disgusting. You guys are embarrassing. Stop. We see you on YouTube doing interviews and telling people all your business. You guys are bad influences and leave those kids to have fun in their spring break. You had your time in the sun. Go home and raise your children. Why are you in Miami? Why are you in Atlanta? Atlanta. Like There is no reason for anybody who's 30 and over to be out here in spring break, go to work, 
go go sign a contract and do your job. Let Damn. these kids be kids, you fucking losers. <laughs> I'm not enjoying seeing you guys on people on these kids' YouTubes getting interviewed and you're talking about, yeah, when I was younger, I was no, nobody want to hear about your glory days, you old fart. Just go home. Raise yeah, your children. That's pretty gross. Or do something different. If we're, I hope you have more money than to go to Miami. For People are break. really in Miami with kids, like, partying and, like, sleeping with them. Like, come on, bro. Like, these good college kids having fun. And these people are still out here. Don't look at me. <laughs> I don't know what kind of look that was, nigga, but that didn't look good. <laughs> oh, my God. This uh, nigga is sick. And also, my other parking ticket is going to all you fucking lo- you losers and lunatics coming for 20-year-old Angela Angelina, whatever her name, Reese is. Like, she's a kid. You guys get over it. People make fun of people who suck at sports. Get better then. Yeah. And speaking of old people, um, my parking ticket, believe it or not, is going to the guys that beat up six nine. Oh shit! <laughs> and anybody Wait, else didn't that I write like, that down? <laughs> what is up with y'all, man? Was like out here like taking up other people's beefs or feeling so like connected to shit that y'all ain't got nothing to do with. Like, there's so many. Like, I'm gonna keep saying this. And I don't like family flames, and I, I keep saying this in the podcast. Y'all gotta care about the things that take care of y'all families. Like, why are like these old? It's like whack one hundred. Like all these old niggas doing weird shit. Like on why? the internet. Like it's on weird. the internet. Like honestly, I really low key wish the internet would go away. The internet is like a weird place. Y'all take shit so seriously. Y'all care about things that don't matter. Like, but don't want to go to work every day. <laughs> like, don't want to go to work every day and like. And pains, stop recording and yourself doing crimes. And, and stop crying on the internet. Like, get all, like, all of that antics and old nigga shit. Like, get off the internet. Like, just look at the pictures and keep it moving. I wish, honestly, somebody said to me the other day, they wish Tumblr would come back. And I was like, why? Tumblr didn't leave. I'm still on there. So, um. <laughs> what the fuck is that? Because <laughs> Tumblr turned into a gross place and I don't know what you're looking No, at. it's not anymore. Oh, okay. Uh, Yahoo bought it. So, they, uh, they got, why do you think all the porn's on Twitter now? No wonder you be watching all this blog shit. You got Tumblr. You got the the It's BX down. You got all the blogs. Hey, man. That's why I do what I do. The new Jason Lee. Uh, No. (laughs) No. Not that way. (laughs) Regardless, I don't want to be annoying. (laughs) Too late. So, nah. (laughs) But, nah. Imagine Beyonce running away from you. (laughs) 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 Nigga, that's embarrassing. (laughs) That's wild. That is embarrassing. Yeah, that's wild. I want to take a picture of Beyonce. Oh shit, there he is. Hey, that nigga's shameless. But now, nah, for real though, like y'all focus on y'all grind. Like, get off the internet. Like, take a sabbatical. And I think that like it's really good for people to take a break and shot. Like I said, my parking ticket is going to the people that beat up six nine. I don't know the boy. I think he's weird as hell. But he got trauma, and y'all forty year old niggas beating up on a little kid. It's weird. You just got out of jail, you loser. And you had a kid. Who? The guy who beat him up. You know his baby Dang, mom. His how did girlf- you get that intel? Because his, 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 his girlfriend. Relax. <laughs> his girlfriend. His fucking girlfriend put out a GoFundMe to free that nigga for his bail. And it's like, come on, man. Yeah, it's weird. Street yeah. justice. But I mean, it's street justice, though. He lived by the gun. You die by the gun. Yeah, but these niggas didn't know him. <laughs> this is my, like, they don't even know him. Like, now, nah, supposedly, they was on some gang shit. Like, yeah, Latino, but they didn't know What him. are they, Latino kings? Nigga, I didn't get that far into this story. <laughs> I didn't even read the headline. I just saw him beat up in blood. <laughs> they really beat that nigga up at a Planet Fitness. <laughs> oh, oh LA God. Fitness. Yo, that's a prestigious gym. <laughs> that's crazy. <laughs> Damn, that man was LA Fitness. He only got a home gym. Oh, my God. But why was he working out in a Montclair jacket? It was cold outside? No, he was doing the Stairmaster in a Montclair. Like He's was... a weirdo. I don't know. Oh, God have mercy. <laughs> anyway, um, 
Last question of the day. Um, da, 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 da. Does money change the type of woman you are attracted to? <laughs> the reason I got this, um, I got this, I thought about it because of Kanye and um, how we were talking about like how Kanye is dating. He's now dating a woman that looks just like, this is his third woman I think he's dating that now looks like Kim Kardashian. And I was like, beginning of his career, he was all into supposedly dark women. His, his ex-wife was a dark skin. Well, his girlfriend. To his girlfriend. He proposed to her. She was his fiance. Um, so at the end of the day, it was like, huh. So now that he has money and fame, he's now into white Women that look Latino. Well, I'll say this. Kanye, when Kanye first met Cam, he did say that was the most beautiful woman he's ever met. So That's I don't crazy. know. So I don't know if that had anything to do with music, but versus like his like being from Chicago and not seeing anyone that looked like him. So I don't know. I don't know. Point is, but as far as your question, does money change the type of women you're attracted to? Um, I don't think it changes the type of women you're attracted to. I think I think what happens is the money changes might change who you are intrinsically and if it changes who you are then what you're attracted to might change so i don't think it's about the person i don't think it changes the woman i think it's i don't know i believe in i was who i was before i got here so mm. so it i just think it depends i don't know and then also like i mean i think money just gives you an opportunity to get a little bit of different uh, it creates different, access yeah it creates access so certain rooms that weren't available at the time when you didn't have money aren't available now but if you that nigga, you got game. You are gonna find yourself in the right places with the right women, anyways. That's how I feel. But um, you know, I, some niggas buy their confidence. That's what a lot of men do. Like people, like remember when academics got into a fight with those girls, and he was like, "I'm the prize." Like there's guys that really believe them that they have money. That they, he's a fat slob. Like nigga, get the fuck out of here. You think you're the prize because of what? You have more money than the young lady is pursuing you. I mean, does it, it on the other end of the spectrum, right? Women, if they get their bodies done and lips done. Dude, what do they think about themselves? They, they um, I think society's fucked their head up. Honestly, it's not more about them. It's more about society and what society is beating into them. Because now so, black women who were already curvaceous and were winning are now feeling like they need to go under the right knife to compete against these fake bodies just because they want to look more like black women. And but now in black that same women vein, are right? More of a caricature than even physically and possibly... But Weird. I mean, that, yeah, that's the yeah. But I think you went down a little further than the rabbit hole than I expected. But like, even, but like in the same vein, right? Men, what are we told from society? What are men not? What are what are men told from society? If you ain't got no money, then what? So for women, it's like you got to have this aesthetic, physical aesthetic. Yeah. And, no, it's true. And then men, if you ain't got no money, like how many times like do women talk about like if you ain't got no money, if you ain't got this, you ain't got that. Like women are always talking about like, well, I ain't paying no rent, I ain't paying no money. Right? You know, mm-hmm. the, some of them. We're just talking real like high level general, but like you know, I think I think that like academics responding with his money statement is the same way that women some some women respond in that space with their bodies and all the surgeries. Yeah, it, it could be, it could be. So I, I personally, I can only speak for myself and my experience. I can't talk about everybody else's experience. I don't think it limits shit. To be honest with you, what um, money. Being able to limit exactly who, what kind of woman you're attracted to or not. I think that money gives you access to see different things and be in different places and be able to see that. But you're going to still go home and be like, I want a black woman. At least that's how I feel. I always or an African woman or a woman from your culture, whatever it is. I feel like if and they always say that men are usually going to marry people that remind them of their mother. Same with women. So that's why I always feel like you'll eventually go back to that. Yeah, I mean, in and theory. also I hate the fact that when people, when like people like Kanye start dating or like Jonathan Majors date like white women and they get in trouble, everyone's like, oh, they need a white, a black woman to save them. 
black women don't need to say none of these niggas. Yeah, I don't know if people say that either. I think they just say, like, y'all niggas get what y'all deserve because y'all bit the white woman. But I don't know, bro. I think that, like, I think that, like, when it comes to money, I think what happens is that it's come, it's that money creates access. And with that access, you start to get these new experiences and these experiences start to shape who you are and it changes stuff. So like, does it change the type of woman you're attracted to? Not necessarily, but I think what happens is you get exposed to something different than what you were with. Like, it's like almost like when you're dating, when you're depressed, right? And <laughs> what? It, no, but break it down. Like, let's say you're not feeling great about yourself and you're dating, right? Uh-huh. And you have a partner and you think, like, I think I always say to myself that like, if you're, if you're not happy with yourself, but you have a girlfriend or a boyfriend, right? And they love you, right? What would happen if you start to love yourself? Because I don't know, like personally, I don't know that I could be in a relationship with somebody that doesn't love themselves. Because mm-hmm. if you don't love yourself, right, how can that person love me if I don't even know how to love myself? What are they loving? Because whatever they're loving isn't even a representation of who I want to be. Mm-hmm. So, like, I think that, like, when it comes to this, like, question that you ask, I don't know that it's even, like, I don't know. I don't know that it changes what you're attracted to. I just think that, like, you are who you are. And if you are comfortable in your skin. I feel like you're saying yes and no. I think that you're right. I think I think I because I, I think you're saying yes and no, and I'm just saying no. No, I, I don't that, know. I think there's nuance. That's what I'm saying. I think there's just. I think, yeah, life I think is everybody's experience. different. You're right. Everyone's think, different. Yeah, and yeah. I feel like a weak-minded ass nigga is gonna see some money and then go to a club in uh, Mexico and be like, "Oh, this is what I want now is this kind of looking woman," because he's never seen that because he grew up in South Side of Chicago. So yeah, maybe but you know that what, could though? be it. You know what? I take it back. I agree with you. No. Yeah, I see. You know because because no matter the skin color, even though we don't really grew with the other part, if you have morals and you have a foundation, whatever you're attracted to is gonna you know be rest will resonate in that person, no yeah, matter where they are. Exactly, I agree with you. And for me, one thing that I always think is like you can play in the snow, but it doesn't mean you got to bring it home. You can have fun, but it doesn't mean you always have to bring it home. You so. know, um, what happened to the witch? Did not she witch? melt? Didn't she like the wicked witch of the west? Didn't she like melt or something like when she like the apple or something like that? What? Was it Oz? I don't know. I think it was Wizard of Oz. Didn't she like? Anyway, the point I'm getting at is, is that like, <laughs> what I'm getting at is, is that like, if you talk about that snow, the snow melts. That joke don't look good. Like, oh it, it, yeah, it, it fades. <laughs> it's not like, yeah. So yeah, it's I, a little I mean, pale. But hey, to each his own, man. You know, to each his own. <laughs> he was like, what? I was like, I ain't know <laughs> where he was going with that one. Me neither. <laughs> well, I knew I was going, but it was a horrible like analogy. But <laughs> the point is. The snow don't need to come home. No, no, no shape form. <laughs> don't put it in your blunt. Don't do nothing with anything white. <laughs> uh, unless it's Pusha T. <laughs> that nigga. Or Jeezy. Uh, not Pusha. <laughs> or, or, or Gucci. Those are the only Coke rappers. You're a loser. <laughs> what? <laughs> this man is such a hater. He wants to throw Gucci in this. man don't listen to no damn Gucci, man, dog. <laughs> I do listen to Gucci. Yeah, he listens to New Gucci. Wop, nigga. Oh, man. <laughs> Cut it out. All right, anyway. ladies and gentlemen, we out, but This nigga. <laughs>